Black Expo East returns to Philadelphia March 2024. It's your East Coast connection for packaging and processing solutions. Be there to catch up on the latest industry advances, connect with suppliers, and land on the right solutions for your entire production line. From automation and sustainability to e-commerce and much, much more. Register at PackExpoEast.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Unpacked with PMMI. I'm your host, Sean Riley. On this episode of Unpacked, we dive into the remarkable journey of Kim Kaiser in the packaging industry. Kim's story is a testament to the power of hard work, determination, and breaking through barriers. In a candid conversation, we'll explore her path from a temp worker all the way to vice president at CCL Containers, defying expectations and embracing leadership in a traditionally male-dominated field. Let's have a listen. Welcome to the podcast, Kim Kaiser. Let's talk a little bit about how you got started in the packaging industry, Kim. What was the decision based on? I know I didn't grow up as a little kid thinking, yeah, yeah, I want to go into packaging. You know, it sounds super interesting. It, it wasn't even something I really considered or, or thought about. So I'm curious, you know, what your decision was based on? What were your expectations and goals? Maybe you had some role models that sort of led you into the industry. Could you touch on some of those things? Truthfully, um, I don't have an education as far as college. So everything that I have done in my career has just been based on hard work and perseverance and with a few mentors along the way, right? So what really got me into it is I had my second child. I was 32 years old, didn't really have a career. So I decided to go off and find some work outside the home. I started out in this industry as a temp and started in the filling industry side of the business. At that time, CCL Container owned mm-hmm. the filling side of the business. I'm now in the can manufacturing side. And I, I mean, it's a lot of perseverance. I wanted to be self-sufficient. I didn't want to have to depend on somebody else to take care of me or my children. So that was really what really pushed me forward to do something with my life, if you will. And I've, I basically have climbed the ladder slowly over the last 30 years. You know, I like to, I like to mentor people. I like to be that person. I don't necessarily think you have to have an education to get into leadership roles. I just think you have to have the drive to do it. I, I love that. That's, that's really inspiring. It's quite a tale of um, kind of showing that you can pull yourself up by your, your bootstraps and work your way through a company versus the, you know, I have to go get five degrees and and start out at a certain level and something or something like that so that that's real inspiring to hear kim so i guess with that in mind could you describe what your journey has been like because you're you you went from attempt to a vice president i mean that in and of itself is is amazing were there important experiences or milestones or maybe memorable achievements that you can remember Yeah, so on the filling side of the business, by the way, since then, the company has um, divested that and we no longer own that filling side. I was with the filling side of the business, managing a very large CPG in the consumer space. After I accepted the role um, out of the temporary position, I can remember my, my boss at the time when I was a temp, he asked me one time, he pulled me into his office and he said, why do you work harder than my regular employees? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, so he wanted me to continue on as a temp. And I told him, no, I said, if you want me to work here and give my hundred percent, then 
I need to be part of the team. So with that, very good, great guy. He's a mentor of mine. He actually gave me an opportunity. I started out in purchasing and then I went from purchasing into a customer service role. And then that was about eight years of that, eight to 10 years of that. And then once we divested that division of the company, they offered me an opportunity in a sales position on the container side of the business. And again, that's aluminum aerosol cans. Um, so they gave me an opportunity. I come in as a, a junior sales rep. Um, I've been doing this now about 20 years. And about seven years ago, they offered me the vice president's job. And I, I think the difference for me is, I know some people say this, and I know it sounds like a cliche, but if you find something that you really like to do, it's not a job. And that's how I always was. It was never really, I mean, the first couple of years it was, because I was juggling a family. I had a young family, a husband, mm -hmm. you know, and trying to figure out where I'm going in my career. But it's not a job to me. It's something that I enjoy doing. I'm 61 years old. I still enjoy it. I expect I'll be here for quite some time as long as they'll have me. And a um, lot of great mentors along the way. I've probably had two or three that stick out in my mind. I couldn't have done it without them. You know, I had a mentor in purchasing the guy that gave me the opportunity in the very beginning, he was a great one. Then I had one in customer service. And then I did have one when I decided to go into sales. And my greatest mentor was the VP of sales that hired me into this container side of the business. He He's the best. I try to emulate him. He's he was really, really very good. He has since retired. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my journey. And, you know, I'm hoping that I can bring up the next generation. I don't want to work as hard as I did when I was 30. Yeah, <laughs> who does? <laughs> so uh, with, with that in mind, as a successful, you know, packing executive, what is your secret to success? And I feel like I know what the answer is going to be, but I'd like to hear you say it. It really is just, it's a, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of dedication. What I have found is, you know, you got to work hard when you first come into a role. You got to show that you will go the extra mile. You got to do those things. And it's just, it's hard work. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and just always being there and doing doing all the things that nobody else wants to do in the beginning, but you get recognized for it, or at least I have. And I think other people in the packaging industry have also been recognized as well. Some of my other colleagues, but in other industries, we're fairly close-knit industry. And I think there's a lot of opportunities in packaging if you want to do that. Yeah, I would agree. And I would agree on it being a, a close-knit industry. But one thing that, that also stands out, and it shouldn't, but it does because of just the way manufacturing is in general, is you are a woman, you're a female, and it's not always the most welcoming of industries. Or maybe, I think it is, but I think it's not necessarily, people don't portray it that way. So people think it's, you know, I'm going to be working in a, in a greasy, old factory type environment. So packaging and, and processing, for that matter, kind of kind of get lost in as, as a place where women can come in and, and really make their mark. So what do you think are some of the qualifications and, and the abilities necessary for a woman to have to sort of stand out and be successful in the packaging industry? Well, I think the biggest thing is you got to have a lot of confidence, um, regardless of what your knowledge is of the industry. I always say you fake it till you make it. That's what I often tell a lot of the guys that work for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you might not always be right, but if you're always willing to be there, try to find answers for them. You know, you just have to be confident in what you do and then the rest of it will come to you. There's two things that I always say is, you know, you do the right thing and you be confident about it. It'll take you a long way. And I found that that's what's happened with me. You know, I just, I think back 30 years ago where I started out, I mean, before I started out, even in this industry, I mean, you know, you, you work in restaurants, you do things like that, that is not, I'm not saying it's not a career, but it wasn't a career for me um, where I could be self-sufficient and take care of my family. And that's really what drove me for that. And, you mm -hmm. know, 
the background behind that is when I was young, my mother, a divorced woman, she is my biggest mentor, my biggest, I look up to her, she's my idol. She, um, you know, she had four children, we were on welfare, we lived in public housing, the whole nine yards, and she pulled herself up out of it. She went to be on to be an executive at Pfizer's and the rest is history. And so I, tr- I tried to make her very proud and she's still with us today, so that's good. So she has been able to see my successes. That's awesome, that's great to hear. So you're now a successful woman, women and woman, excuse me, in packaging. So what are some words of wisdom that you would share with women who see themselves potentially being a leader or in a leadership position of a packaging company like you? Again, it's just confidence. You got to go in, you got to learn the business. You got to understand what the customer is looking for or what the end user is looking for. And sometimes, you know, that's internal customers too to your own company. So you gotta be conscious of who you're trying to support and develop and, you know, and, and how you how you do that. Um, you can't meet a stranger. I mean, you just can't. You gotta be able to, to talk to people whether they know more than you or not. That's how you learn. And so I think that's the biggest thing is just, you know, keeping your, your knowledge base open and bringing all the input that you can and just have a lot of confidence and perseverance. I know I keep saying that, but it's No, true. and I, I agree, and I think that's a great way of, of framing it. Um, I'm curious, did you run into issues where maybe men looked down on you or gave you a harder time as a woman in this type of industry or not? Oh, they absolutely did. Yeah. I absolutely think that I was probably overlooked at the VP level for about five years before they finally did it because I was a woman. Right. You know, unfortunately, packaging, it tends to be a man's world. Although I think women are starting to break through that glass ceiling, if you will. You know, women can be just as smart. And again, they don't have to have a lot of education. You just got to know what you're what, what you're trying to to move forward. You know, you got it's like rolling a ball uphill. Um, you know, sometimes you got to be smarter than a guy. Sometimes you got to know more than they know. And that's kind of what I prided myself on is mm-hmm. to get to the next level. And it, fortunately for me, my leadership, they were able to see that. And again, they promoted me about seven years ago. That's terrific. So a question I like to use to kind of close out some podcasts is with people who have been in the industry is, you know, you're you're a veteran of this industry now. What do you see as trends in packaging in general? And even further, what do you see with aluminum packaging in particular? Just some things that you can see in the next maybe five, maybe 10 years. You know, I think that packaging in general with the new generation, I think they want these packages to be more interactive if you will, I mean, you know, the new generation is a very visual kind of generation, you know, with all the iPhones and all the gaming and all that kind of thing. I think it needs to be interactive in some way uh, for the new generation coming on. And then the other thing that I think is that the next generation, they're very conscious of the environment. So they want sustainable packaging and rather that's, you know, so right now for aluminum kind of getting into that segue, you know, we are replacing quite a bit of plastic with sustainable packaging of, of aluminum. Aluminum is completely recyclable. Right now, it's not cradle to cradle. It's cradle to, to kind of grave in my industry. But 90% of the aluminum that's ever been manufactured is recycled into a different portion. And let me kind of give you an example. The aerosol cans that we manufacture today are an aluminum water bottle that it goes back into appliances. It goes back into cars it goes back into those kind of things. Okay. So there is a recyclable stream for that. It may not come back in into aluminum cans, although we're trying to get there. There's a few hurdles to get there, but 
it is recyclable. And that's what I think the new generation is looking for. That's awesome. Yeah, I would agree that that is the, the top topic is sustainability. We really can't have one of these podcasts where it doesn't come up or do a story in a magazine where it, it doesn't come up because it is the sort of the 1A uh, issue right now. Right. Well, with that one, I, I just want to thank you so much, Kim, for taking time out of your day to come on here and really share your story with us. I think it's going to be pretty inspirational for a lot of people. I appreciate it. I always like to put the message out there and try to help those who think they can't can. Um, you know, you can do it. People can do what they put their heart and mind to. They really can. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.